evening. My mind for the past two weeks has been so bogged down of thoughts. I looked at the television. I was told in a meeting I went yesterday, this week we have been doing marriage seminar, very serious one. I tell you, our marriage seminar this weekend is incredible. It is incredible. On Friday I was with the church. The two churches here and New Cross, they were together. And people asked questions, practical life questions. If you miss that meeting and you are a member of this church, I beg you to go and get the tape. There are some questions never asked before in CFT was asked in that seminar. And we were able to show them the word of God. You know knowledge is power. If you don't have knowledge, you will exert a lot of energy and strength to no avail. There is a place that your power fills. It's your knowledge that works for you. So, when the Bible says knowledge is good, get it with all you have. Sell all your property and get knowledge. Above all things, get understanding. And then, yesterday I was with the leaders, ministers, and it's open to all of you, prophetic voice ministers. And in that place too, the area we covered was outstanding. Because the key of yesterday was marriage and ministry. But when we talk about marriage and ministry, you may be thinking marriage and pastors only. No. You have a ministry. When I say you have a ministry, I've taught you quite a lot about that. It's not talking about you are going to be a full-time pastor somewhere. Everyone born again have they come under the general calling. Matthew 28 calling. Verse 19 to verse 20. But at the same time, marriage of Christians are the most attacked by Lucifer in this season. And if Christians are not aware by the scripture, you will be frustrated in marriage. You are supposed to enjoy marriage. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. This is the only portion in all this. Your meaningless days. Ministry meaningless. Apostleship meaningless. Children meaningless. Money meaningless. Wealth meaningless. Wife meaningful. That is the scripture. God don't miss his words. Are we together now? I'm enjoying my life to maximum. This, this year is the 43rd year. In a few days' time. Oh, yeah. This year, August, 12, 12, 43 years I've met my wife. And uh, I think, uh, was, what is this year really? What is this? This is 2015. Yeah, 42nd year I met my wife. And by end of this month, that's it, it will be... 32nd year we married because we went through battle. It will have been 37th year of our wedding. Because in our ways, you don't meet a woman on the streets, kiss her, and then marry her the second month. No, if you bring someone that you want to marry, your father will first strip you down. Are you who they are feeding? You are looking to marry. <laughs> you have to leave your father's house and have your own house and show your father that you can feed a woman. I we together now. But I tell you something, we enjoy our marital life. Do we not have differences? We do. That's why we marry. Those are the things that make married life happy. Your unique differences. But if you don't understand it, Satan will tear your life to pieces by your differences. I would deal with that. 
But that's not what I want to talk to you, Joe. Come on. <laughs> I'm already in Nigeria. This is what I want to read to you. I will talk about marriage to you maybe next Sunday. But before the woman of God comes to the podium, the time you are living in. I saw last, last, um, last Friday, I was told that Prime Minister went to the Christian gathering of Holy Ghost night. Yes? But yesterday he was in the Hindu temple. And he was also initiated, not to his knowledge, but he was initiated. I wish on that Christian gathering, Holy Ghost night, he went. I was part of it. He would not be allowed to talk. I would have shown him the word. When you invite those people to Christian gathering, you don't let them talk. You sit them down. It may be their only opportunity in life to hear about salvation. I'm not impressed by you know, gathering crowd and bringing people to just say that somebody visited us. The church must give direction to the government. I would get that. A sermon that will make him so terrified that he will not be able to leave that place without tears and accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's what he will have had. Because he did not hear that the second day he went to the temple of Idol. When I saw this and I began to look at television, the chaos in Yemen, it will be war, it will be fight, it will not be war, it's now war. The border of Saudi Arabia is now engulfed in flames. Syria, Iraq, they said that Iraq will be better, but it's getting worse. They took land here, they regained land there. Lebanon, the whole of the region that surrounds Israel. Now Nigeria. When they showed the spread of ISIS on the map yesterday, I was amazed. The whole northern Africa, Tunisia, Algeria, Egypt, they are all there. Now they are in Nigeria. Now let me say something to you. Someone sent me a, a, David, a video to mommy where I watched on the 30th of December last year, there was eclipse in um, do, um, Dubai, and during the eclipse, Qatar, Qatar, and during the eclipse, somebody in Qatar, one of the Arabs, captured a horse flying in the sky. He took the cam- the video and was recording it, and as he was recording, you can be hearing him shouting, "Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar!" And then I would say, "Say the other one who." Others who are joining, as he was screaming, Allah Akbar, the other one was shouting, uh, be similar, be similar. And they were so amazed. And the horse was flying in the sky for a while, 30th of December. Did I not tell you that God, the Lord Jesus told me that he's changing guards of angels? I warned you before the 30th of December. Matthew 24, 4, therefore, say, Jesus answered, watch out that you may not deceive when they ask him, what would be the sign of your coming? Watch out that you may not deceive. Many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, I can deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of war, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Verse 6 of Matthew 24. Then it says, Nations will rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famine and earthquake in various places. 
And these are the beginning of bad pains. Then it says, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, which is happening right now. They slaughter Christians and they slaughter themselves as well now. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Many people are turning away from the faith now. And many false prophets will arise, which is increasing on a day. Deceiving many people. The church of God has the highest number of false prophets on earth. Mediums have mingled with clergy. And many people are so ignorant, they cannot even discern the difference. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will was cold. Many of you who have been burning fire for God. What's wrong with you? Jesus said it. Jesus said it. Because Satan is the one who will blow cold air in the heart of people. Make them feel that, well, I mean, the world will keep on going. Now it says, but he who stands to firm to the end will be saved. But that should be your portion. That your flame for God from beginning is not extinguished throughout your lifetime. Because we don't have time. Then verse 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Now it says, so when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken about through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. That abomination is the dome, the mosque, standing now in the temple of Solomon. This has been fulfilled. When you see that mosque built over this temple, Jesus said, Ben, be careful. Let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain. Let the one who on the roof Top of the house, go down and, and do not take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field back, uh, go back to, the, to, the, to their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. That is happening right now. Once that abomination has been set up in the Solomon's temple, look at the evil going all over the whole place. He came and said, um, what do you call Bin Laden's... Uh, 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 Al-Qaeda then is now ISIS, is now some other stuff. Killing people and massacring them. Now look at verse 21 says, For then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and, ne and never be, never to be equal again. The height of evil, assassination, killing, murder, hard-heartedness that you are seeing today, it's never been seen in our own generation. Those who are older here will tell me the world had not come to a chaos that it has today, years past. This world was a peaceful place. This new cross was peaceful when I settled in this new cross. Let me say something to you. Jesus says when this begins to happen, there will be distress of no equal. That's what is happening now. Human beings taking knife and slaughtering other human beings with their hands, beheading them publicly because they did not uh, uh, they, did, they, they, they did not denounce Jesus. A few days ago this week, some Christians were pushed aboard into the into the sea to be drowned. You know who are fleeing for their life from Africa into Italy because they are Christians. Now it says in those days, if those days verse twenty two had not been cut short, no one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, yourself and myself, these days shall be shortened. Imagine this world to keep on going crazy like this for the next 50 years. I don't think Christianity will exist on earth anymore. 
He says, at that time, if anyone says to you, look at here, brother. Come on, let's go to verse 24. For false Christ and false prophet will appear and perform great miracles, signs and miracles to deceive even the elect. The church of God had today many workers of miracles that we tell you where they come from. Sometimes when we tell you that they are, they are false prophets and evil, some Christians say, why should you criticize? Because they have been caught by this prophecy of Jesus. Deceived by signs and wonders. The Bible did not say you will know them by signs and wonders. He said by their fruits you will know them. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Look at it very quickly, verse 29. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon turned. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the signs of the Son of Man will appear on the sky and all nations of the earth will mourn when Jesus will appear. Shortly, they will see the Son of Man coming from the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call. And they will gather his elect from the four winds of the earth. That is at the corner. That is at the corner. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. That is from Israel, the fig tree. As soon as the, 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 its twigs get tender and the leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things happen, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. Right at the door. Someone says that Jesus will not come. He is at the door. Let us welcome the woman of God. You will not be disappointed. Amen. The Lord will meet every one of us, including myself, at the point of our needs. Amen. And what just came to my mind when the man of God said, I'm going to minister. Knowing Jesus. Hallelujah. Something just dropping, knowing Jesus. There are many people that are still looking for Jesus. There are many people that still want to serve Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. Many are going to church this morning, and God started preparing this message. Many go to church this morning, but they don't know Jesus. Many go everywhere, they do not know Jesus. People only come to Jesus when there is problem. But when you know Jesus, you'll be able to do great exploit. Hallelujah. Many do, the Lord said, many do not know Jesus. But this morning, your point of view in knowing Jesus will, will change. You will know him better and better. You will know him more and more. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood said, but when I touch the hem of his garment, what happened to her? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Choir, help me. I believe that Jesus is dealing with that this morning. Choir, help me, please. It is Jesus. Yes. Yes, it is Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's Jesus in my soul. Oh, I have such a memory. 
began to speak, he said, to some they know me as their healer. Hallelujah. But if you know him as the healer this morning, he has made you whole. Yes, it is, it is your God. Yes, 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 it is your
your name. Father, we exalt you. Father, we magnify your name. Father, I give you praise. I worship you. I worship you. Just speak a word to Jesus this morning and go back to your seat. Speak a word and believe. And believe. The woman said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Speak a word this morning. It was that word. And it left every other thing behind. In the midst of pressure, she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And she was made whole. I speak to your spirit this morning. What you have come forward for, and your answer has been heard. Your answers have been answered. Your prayers have been answered. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Receive your freedom this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.
for answered prayer. It is Jesus. You may be seated, please. It is Jesus. It is Jesus in our soul. Oh, the woman said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Nicodemus went to Jesus at night. Even he was ashamed. There are many people that could not come to you, oh God. But Lord, because you have, you have said it this morning, when we know you, you will do great things in our lives. Thank you, everlasting Father. And that takes me back to the message. When Jesus was about to go to the cross, you know, I felt, let me exercise my authority on these people. Let me see these people that are, I have labored over. Let me see what they can produce. Let me see what they can produce. He began to juggle and ask, ask them question. Who do people say that I am? And I want to ask you the same question this morning. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? He began to ask them questions while juggling with them, knowing fully well. He's like somebody that is getting older and is about to pass on. And he wants to release everything about him to his disciples. And he began to ask them questions. And that takes us to that book of uh, Matthew chapter 16. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16. I read from verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, and that is the theme of this uh, message this morning, who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And I'm asking you as a church this morning, who do you say that Jesus is? Amen. They replied, some say John the Baptist. Could you put there Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 18? Thank God for the Shiloh pillars. Amen. Deuteronomy 18, 18. Let's read it together as a church. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth and he will tell them everything I commanded him. Hallelujah. So other disciples were right. Who do you say that I am? They were right because this book of Deuteronomy said, we raise a prophet. Do you understand? So some of them, did, in their reply, they replied. Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. He's raised a prophet for them, isn't it? Amen. John the Baptist is another prophet that he has raised. Depending on the word of God, they are right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And still, according to that Deuteronomy, they know the word of God. They've been following Jesus. Jesus has been teaching them. Some say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Maybe they can even mention Zechariah. They can mention all the, you know, they can continue to mention and mention. But what about you? He asked. And I believe that this question, he asked them as a group. But now say, what about you? Then he pointed to Peter. And I believe that Jesus is asking you this morning. With the view of the world today, of who Jesus is. With the view of your friends. With the view of those people that don't know Jesus. With the view of people that know Jesus. Some know Jesus, I've told you this morning. If you know him as a healer, he's going to heal you. There are people that do not even believe in Christ at all. And they call Jesus. He's the answer them. Amen. 
But it all depends on who you believe that Jesus is. But this morning, there's going to be a clear revelation. And he said, uh, then he said, but what about you? Maybe the other people were talking and talking because they are full of the word, you know. You know, when you know your stuff, you will talk. Amen. They've been talking. Hey, it might be Jeremiah. It might be Elijah. It might be John the Baptist. In this, is that. They've been talking because they know. But Peter still kept quiet because he's confused. He doesn't even know who Jesus is, you know, because you, <coughs> you know that because of this confusion, maybe that's the reason why I denied Jesus in the first place. Then, what about you because I know you know? He asks, who do you say I am? And I believe Jesus is asking you this morning. Simon Peter answered, you are, let's read it together, verse 16. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. So who do we say Jesus is? Jesus is Christ. He's the son of the living God. I don't want you to forget it. The reply to that question this morning, who do you say that I am? Jesus is Christ. He's not only Christ. He's the son, not of God, of the living, the God that still lives and still lives forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Is the son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, because you have known him as the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. Immediately, because Peter knew who God is, because God is, he still is, amen. There was a prophecy that came to pass on that very day upon Peter. Because you know who Christ is, that same prophecy is coming to pass in your life this morning. <laughs> he said, blessed are you. If I were you, I would put my name there. Umavua. Hallelujah. For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you that you are Umavua. Amen. I want you to put your name there. Because now that you know, maybe because you don't know, you have only been knowing him as a healer. You have only been knowing him as a miracle worker. You have only been knowing him as, I don't know, whatever you know Jesus to be. But now that has been revealed to you that is Christ, the Son of the living God, then you are built upon the church, upon the foundation of the church like Peter today. Amen. I tell you the truth, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. That is the first scripture that was preached in this church. Amen. Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gates of hate or hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is the freedom that we, we have when we know Christ. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that it was Christ. He was the Christ. But we know. 
And we can go and tell everyone that is the Christ. Hallelujah. Because he came after resurrection and appeared to the women. And he sent the women to the men and said, go tell them. Let them go and tell about me that I am risen. Hallelujah. I am the risen Christ. When you are built upon the foundation of the rock of God, you cannot just stop to manifest him. Hallelujah. So I want to ask you this morning, who do you say that Jesus is? Some because you have read about him on several occasions. Some because you have, uh, like Deuteronomy 18, they would have read it. And they were thinking he's one of the prophets. He's Elijah. He's this, he's that. But it takes only those that have the revelation. May your eyes be opened this morning. We are going to look the book of uh, Mark chapter 5 in conclusion. I'm going to conclude now. Go quickly with me to the book of Mark, chapter 5. And this message should be taken everywhere. As you leave this place this afternoon, take it to everywhere. Speak it on the mountains, speak it on the streets, speak it everywhere. Who do you say that Jesus is? Do you know Jesus? Hallelujah. I like that song. They used to sing it, do you know Jesus? Or something like that. Hallelujah. If you can sing that, you know. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when you are singing... I'm receiving messages as well. Amen. And that is what God expects the whole church to be. Through song, through sermon, you pick your message, hallelujah, and you begin to minister to yourself. You can go evangelizing, do you know Jesus? You begin to, you're not only singing it. You know, sometimes, I was teaching, I don't know whether it's the Bible school or somewhere, the Shilopila. Yes, we're reading about the song of uh, Moses, yes, in the book of Deuteronomy. And I said, uh, this song of Moses is not, a lot of people just have read and sing song of, no, there's a lot in it. In that song was saying that, that, look, God is the one that carries you on wings. Like what? Hallelujah. When you know Jesus, you'll be able to know that in the storm of life, he comes and spreads his wings. And he's taking you like that. Even though you shake, it takes you again like the plane. Hallelujah. When you know Jesus, you know that in the midst of the storm, he's, you, he's always taking you higher and higher on eagle's wings. Hallelujah. That's one of the songs. So, the song, do you know Jesus? Why should we be singing? That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. Song, when you sing, you don't forget. How you listening to me? That's why a lot of things are written in songs. You recite it all the time. By the time you are reciting it, reciting, reciting, reciting it will stick there. But this woman, in that book of uh, John, is a story that, you know, I'm not going to deliberate much on it. Mark chapter 5, verse 34, 24, okay, 24. So Jesus went with him. Is it Mark? A large crowd, okay, let me start from 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, remember, Jesus speaks, teaching, 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 teaching. Some knows him as a teacher. A large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there, saying Jesus, he fell at his feet. 
and pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hand on her so that she will be healed and live. Are you listening to me? Jairus knew Jesus as the healer. That's the reason why I came to Jesus and said, Look, my child, he's sick. Please, please, please help me. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she was what? She grew worse. Is that you in the house this morning? When she heard about Jesus, she heard about Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, the other scripture said, touch the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding word did what? Stopped. And she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. These people we are talking about, Jairus, they knew Jesus as the healer. And I want you to see that this morning. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in, in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you. His disciple answered, And yet you can ask, Who touched your clothes? The power from Jesus is released to everyone in this meeting this morning. Amen. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. And trembled with fear. Told him the whole truth. He said to her. Daughter. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And freed from suffering. When you know Jesus. You have peace. Then you'll be freed. From suffering. Hallelujah. Mary Magdalene knew Jesus. He was part of the women. That joined together. That were Working for Jesus. When you know Jesus, you'll be able to work hard for with Him. You'll be able to. Nobody's going to force you to serve Him. Nobody's going to. You understand? In the book of Mark, chapter one, talks about uh, Peter's mother-in-law. The Bible said she was knocked over with fever, with flu. But immediately Jesus finished with his disciple. You know, doing their work at, in ministry, they branched by. To her in the house with her fever. And she was prayed for and released. What happened? The seriousness of following Jesus came upon this woman. The Bible said, after that, I want you to put it on the screen, like somewhere in Mark chapter 1. The fever left her and she began to what? I want you to underline that. When you know Jesus... You will think about all that Jesus has done for you. To wait on him will not be a problem. To serve him will not be a problem. To come and minister about him will not be a problem. To come to church and fellowship because that is what Jesus wants will not be a problem. That is to you who know Jesus. Jesus has done so much for us. The woman did not waste time. Says The fever left her and she began to wait on them. She began to wait not only on Jesus, on who? On them. That is Jesus and his disciples. We have more than that in the household of faith today. 
Who are the people that God has used to bless you, to bless your life? Are you listening to me? This woman did not take it for granted. She did not get ill from her fever. She started to come and minister to Jesus. God is calling many today that will minister along with Jesus. Jesus is still alive. Amen. I've talked about uh, uh, Nicodemus. She wants to, he wants to know more about Jesus, the book of John chapter 3. And he came to Jesus, even in the night. I don't know how shameful or something people might have been with Jesus. And you know, you don't want other people to know that you are born again. You come to church. Maybe you are in a religion and it's like you are hiding it. This man came to Jesus in the night. And uh, she actually met Jesus. I can go on and on. Is it the woman of Samaria? The book of John. Chapter chapter 4. The Bible talks about this woman. Amen. Final conclusion. Amen. The woman at the well, which is the book of John chapter 4 had the revelation of whom Jesus is as you are hearing the same revelation this morning she never ceased speaking and sharing her testimony about him when you look at that uh, John chapter 4 towards the end of it she never ceased that is the word I'm looking for sharing the testimony now that you know who Jesus is you want to take him to everyone. Amen. And that's final conclusion came. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then these disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, verse 34 of that John 4, is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. If you know Jesus, you want to know Jesus' desire this morning. is for him to finish this work. In the midst of all these terrible things that the man of God has been speaking about, you just want to continue to preach about him. Behold, I'm coming soon. Behold, he's coming soon. When you know him, you begin to reveal him more and more. This is the time to reveal him. The Lord showed the man of God revelation that when he got to 2015, he could see nothing again. He could see nothing again. So we don't know what's going to happen. He might come. He might not come. You know, he's still waiting. Are you listening to me? But in the midst of this waiting, let us continue. His food. Jesus is hungry. And he sent to us this morning, my food, my food. Because the disciples, they went, they've left uh, Jesus you know, and they've gone, to, but when they came back, they were trying to say, ah, he said, no, I'm not talking about food this, uh, right now. He said, he is to finish his work. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. 
Maybe in your evangelism, things have not been going on as you ought to. Oh, the church is not full. That is what we are looking for. But God wants you to open your eyes. There are more souls that the Lord is going to use this church. Amen. Because upon this church, the Lord has built that foundation. And we go out and reach to many. Look at the fields. I want you to begin to look. Don't look at all the empty chairs in the church. Look outside there. Look at all your friends. Those are the ones that are closer to you. Begin to look at people that God is taking you by. That it's difficult for you to go and minister to them. Begin to minister to them. Because they are right. The book of, I think it's Romans or something towards that end. He said, go speak to them. When you speak to them, they will listen. Amen. They are ripe for harvest. Don't think that's your boss. Because he knows. He knows you're a believer as long as you are demonstrating Christ all the time. They know. And they're expecting you. Romans also talk about it. He said they are waiting. Amen. They are waiting to hear from you. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reapers draw his wages. Even now the harvest. The crops for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. The Lord will make us happy. Thus, the saying, one sows, another what? Reaps. It's true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefit of the harvest. Listen to me. The work is done already. Amen. Jesus did the work on the cross of Calvary. And you are doing the work as you pray. You don't just go empty. You pray before you go. You pray as you are going to work. Lord, give me a soul this morning. Give me a soul in the train. Give me a soul in the bus. Give me a soul. You know you have prayed. So the only thing that we ought to do. Then he said, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's what? Testimony. And what was the woman's testimony? Be ready to share the testimony of your life. What God has done for you. Amen. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritan woman came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became what? Believers. God is waiting for your word. God is waiting for you to release that word that you have heard this morning. Do you know Jesus? Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? This man Jesus touched my life. This man Jesus, immediately I heard about him. And I followed him. My life has not remained the same. This man Jesus, we are talking about marriage, touched my marriage. This man Jesus did something to me. This man Jesus, this man Jesus. Y'all call him this man Jesus. Amen. And you begin to see the power of God released through you to do great and mighty things. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is what? Go. What are you to tell about Jesus if you know Jesus? Tell them that he's the savior of the world. And he's coming back soon. He will save you as I'm talking to you right now. He will save you. You know, these are the words that you need to go out with. He will touch your heart. He will touch your homes. You don't need to, you know... And just, just say something to him. Yeah, you sick? Believe yourself. Believe with that person. You are not the healer. 
introduce Jesus. When you know Jesus, Peter said, you can tell me again what Peter said. You are Christ, the Son of the living God. So I leave this with you. Go tell about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Let's have our head bow and our eyes closed.